let's go back to spiritual warfare. Why are they so desperate to murder the soon to be born the day that they're about to be to be born? Well, the first obvious reason is kill it before it can be baptized. We don't want it to become a saint. We don't want it to become a saint. Our job, according to Uncle Screwtape, is to prevent it from becoming a saint. And a surefire way to do that, according to the big guy upstairs, don't let it be born so it can be baptized. Now, it is true we don't know what happens to the babies in limbo. And it's we did, Brother Andre did an entire reconquest on that. We did a whole show on it with Brother. So, um, but God's mercy is at play there. So that's what we do know. Obviously, then, the second reason is, think of the thrill that they get from knowing that they just snuffed the life out and at least prevented God from claiming a soul and maybe gave a sort of a skin to put on the wall of Moloch, Baphomet and the boys. This is the highest order of pre-adrenochrome, adrenochrome. So on the Crusade Channel, we can say the A-word because we are our own censors. <laughs> Quite frankly, I don't care who doesn't like it. You know, the furor over Sound of Freedom has died down. Do you know why? Uh, let me explain to you why. So Moloch and the boys conceded, Baphomet, Bagul, and the boys conceded that they had been and their clients here on Earth, like with the guy in the black of the at the back of the plane that the woman saw, uh, that their clients here on Earth had at least been somewhat exposed. So to mitigate or to minimize the damage, what did they do? They stopped opposing it and just shut up. Satan gave the order or barked the order out. If you idiots will stop talking about it and saying it's not true, even though we all know that it is, it will go away. You really think that these people had the capacity to remain outraged over something that is important to God over a long period of time? Satan probably said at the board meeting, has you been paying attention to what we've been getting away with the last 10 years? Just give them a couple of weeks to have their fun to become little kitty idols of Jim Caviezel and Mel Gibson again, and it'll all go away. They'll all go back to doing what they were doing before, and everyone will forget about it. It's just a movie, guys. That's what happened. It's a shame, but that's what happened. Now, let's go to this. Representative Jim Jordan released this yesterday. The Honorable Christopher Ray. Well, how honorable is he? <laughs> Why do we have to call these louts in government honorable when we know that they're not? I'd rather to the dishonorable Christopher Ray, punk. <laughs> to the dishonorable Christopher A. Ray, comma, punk. Uh, the Committee on the Judiciary is continuing to conduct an over, uh, oversight of the FBI's assessment of traditional Catholics as a potential as potential domestic terrorists. From information recently produced to the committee, we now know that the FBI relied on information from around the country, including the liaison contact in the FBI's Portland field office and reporting from the FBI's Los Angeles field office, I don't know how many trads they're going to find there, uh, <laughs> to develop its assessment. Portland, 
L.A. I think we're all safe here, guys. Uh, <laughs> as long as they're not in Ohio, Kentucky, and Louisiana, and Florida, I think we're good. Uh, this new information suggests that the FBI's use of its law enforcement capabilities to intrude on America's First Amendment rights is more widespread than initially suspected and reveals inconsistencies with your previous testimony before this committee. Given this startling new information, we write to request additional information to advance our oversight. Uh, Representative Jordan, let me just give you some advice. Just kill it. Pull the funding. What an amazing blow for justice would be struck by this Congress being the one that shuts down the Federal Bureau of Interrogation. We'll, we'll all perish. We'll all die. The FBI keeps us safe, miniature. Well, they don't. When they were investigating American citizens, when they were created to investigate the federal government, and now they investigate us, we don't need them. They have outgrown their charter. Or they have abrogated, should I say, their charter. So what do you need them for? Why do, people, why do we keep insisting, or why do these people keep insisting that somehow all of this, the eight trillion tentacles of the, of the hydra that the federal government has become, that somehow it's all needed? Dude, that's just your pride. That's a stress talking, man. Yeah, but my constituents, well, your constituents need a haircut. As they used to call it back during it, well, they're going to get a bailout, aren't they? Well, yeah, they're gonna get, he's going to get a haircut, not a bailout. Pull the funds. Nothing happens if they don't have funds. It's as simple as that. And then when the Senate stand, stamps its feet, when Biden says, oh, son, hey, bud. Me and Corn Pop will get in there and we'll sign an executive order. I'll take student loan money back <laughs> and I'll pay them personally. Because the FBI are henchmen for the deep state and for the Biden crime family. What a statement, though, that would be. Do you guys really mean business? Or do they just want to have their committee hearings and pretend like they mean business? Because there's one surefire way to show that you mean business, and that would be to... What'd you do there, TKD? I pulled the plug. There is nothing in the Constitution that says the Federal Bureau of Interrogation and Insult has to exist. Well, what about all the people that work the whole Crimea River? Maybe they can find work doing productive things. The world's need washing machine. The world needs washing machines, too. What a statement that would be. But, of course, that's not going to happen, so we're not going to sit here and dream about it, but it could. Here, let, let, just a quick thought exercise. Someone in the chat room is going, Succeed, succeed, succeed! 
What would happen if you did, and then if your state legislature began having discussions and had brought witnesses in and stuff, and was considering starting your own? Let's just let's just pretend it's Florida, FBI, Florida Bureau of Investigation. Now they're going to sit it up and say, this is just to keep the people that work for the state bureaucracy. We'll investigate their crimes against the people of the state and violating this law and this rule or what have you here. Uh, what would you say? See, I think that the problem at the end of the day is the state. Now, I think that the state has to exist, but I do not believe that the state any longer needs to exist in the form that it's in. You know, we heard earlier on the on Fiorella's early show, and if you missed today's early show, boy, did you miss a good one. Ivan Basson, who is in South, Flor uh, South uh, uh, Africa, was detailing what is going on with the bar, with the bear. And that it is true that the blacks, it's, it's, it's apartheid all over again, that the radical blacks being led by radical nutbag atheists, probably demon-worshipping other blacks are being told that it's all whitey's fault and that uh, the state is letting them and so is law enforcement basically allowing them to go and confiscate property take people's property they kill they maim and they murder some of the people that are on the property especially if they resist now the, what's the first thing that you need to have freedom the first necessary terrestrial, corporeal thing other than yourself and your existence, you know, if you're going to, to pursue the, truly pursue the true common good and you're going to do it together with others, what do you, just one of the, the first thing you have to have, it's even in Belloc's book, you have to have what? Property. If you don't have property, you have nothing. So if you go in and it's all, it, it, it was telling uh, uh, the chat room earlier when Fiorella was on, it's always about the land. The demons know, the bad guys know, if they can get the land, if they can get, or if they can confiscate the land and put it into the hands of, of, of their uh, of their agents or their clients, or if they can make owning the land just some sort of like perfunctory function where you don't really own it, the state really owns it and tells you what to do with it, well, then you don't really have freedom. Without land, you can't have an economy, and you certainly can't have anything that approaches freedom. Well, that's what they're doing. This is always the gambit. It's always what's on their mind. It's always what they're working towards. It's always. First order of business, control the land. Remember that line in the, in the first uh, iteration of the movie, Dune? He who controls the spice controls the universe. Well, he who controls the land controls the earth. Why do you think the nature Nazis, the bark humping, whale humping wackos, why do you think they are so desperate to have farmland confiscated or put under the thumb of of government agencies because they know what you people, good people, will do with it. And they don't want you doing that with it. They want you either dead or in hell or maybe a combination of the two. So understand what you're up against here and what we're always up against, which is why we should always say, and we should never equivocate on this,
Does the state have the right to tax my land? No, it doesn't. Because you have to understand, here, get this book in the Founders Trading Post, The Framework of a Christian State. Get that book, read the chapter on land, and you'll understand, should the state ever have the right to put this thing called a property tax on your land? No, it should not. And if a, and if a government is created and that's its first order of business, then you ought to disassociate, you ought to dissemble disassemble, dissolve that government because it's going to go downhill from there. Well, that's what they have in South Africa. We have it here in our state. You don't pay your property taxes here in Louisiana. What do they do? They put a lien on your property. And then you will give the state your pound of flesh. So again, do you really own the land? Property taxes are an abomination to freedom. They are an abomination to freedom. Note in the Constitution that the only thing that Congress was specifically giving the, the authority to tax was duties, imposts, and excises. None of them apply to land. It's a true story. It's always about the land. You can tax property, you can manipulate the population, and they do. And we should we should campaign against this. We should say, well, so what are you saying? You don't want to you don't want a government at all? No, we'll we'll, we'll tolerate a government. We'll tolerate we'll tolerate civil tribunals. We'll tolerate having sheriffs. We don't need an entity that takes our land, or ha or or has the so called right to to lay a claim on it. You know, and of course, in, in, in a trade-off with that, you have to understand what your, your responsibilities and what your limitations on the use of that land are. And it's not what you think in any event. I don't know how I'm going to the subject of land because we're talking about the FBI. Uh, Jim Jordan continued, On April the 10th, as a result of the FBI's failure to voluntarily comply with our request, the committee issued a subpoena relating to this document. It's about radical traditional Catholics, RTCs, most of you people. To substantially, uh, on July 17th, we wrote to you noting that the FBI failed to substantially improve its compliance with our subpoena. The committee may seek to enforce the subpoena through contempt proceedings. On July the 25th, the FBI produced a version of the Richmond document with fewer redactions than the two previous versions it has produced. This new version shows that the FBI's actions were not just limited to a, quote, single field office, as you testified, close quote, as you testified to the committee. The document cited uh, reporting from the, quote, FBI Portland liaison contact with indirect access, who informed on a, quote, deceased, subject who had sought out a mainline Roman Catholic community and then gravitated to the Society of St. Pius X, the SSPX. In addition, the document noted how an FBI undercover employee with direct access. So you people that are SSPXers, God bless you, you got a mole. This is the Kyle Serafin document that fully redacted or nearly fully redacted now shows that there is a, quote, active contact. That means there is a, what do they call it in the, uh, on all the spy shows? Uh, not an HV, uh, not, not an HVT. Um, uh, a human, uh, uh, what do they call it? Human, human asset, an, an HA? Yeah, it's an HA, a human asset. 
What does that mean? A snitch, a mole. Someone's in the SSPX somewhere that's a rat. This letter is now confirming there is someone in an SSPX community somewhere that's a rat. <laughs> you guys better watch it. Now, I'm not saying you better watch it because uh, I think the FBI is correct. I'm just saying, dude, they twist words. They don't need to catch you doing anything wrong or actually go, out to go after you and to take everything from you. Uh, the document states the FBI's L.A. field office initiated an investigation of the RMVE subject. Okay, that's racially, ethnically motivated, violent extremists. Because that's what all radical Catholics are. Violent extremists. I see them all the time every Sunday when I go to church. My fellow radical violent uh, RMVEs don't know that I am wearing a Kevlar underneath my suit. I have to lose some weight. Because the Kevlar doesn't want to fit underneath the vest, the shirt, and the seersucker. I can't button my seersucker with the vest on because I'm terrified of RMVEs. Aren't you? Thus, it appears that both FBI Portland and FBI Los Angeles field offices were involved in or contributed to the creation of FBI's assessment of traditional Catholics as potential domestic terrorists. This revelation raises the question of why you redacted this information in previous versions of the document you produced to the committee. So he could go in there and say, no, no, Congressman, this is limited to one field office and one, one jurisdiction. We all heard it. We played you the tape. I even yelled, stop the tape <laughs> that day. <laughs> so why did they have those particular redactions? Now we know they were hiding something. This revelation raises the questions of why you redacted this information in previous versions of the document you produced to the committee, and it reinforces the committee's need for all FBI material responsive or to the, to the April 10th subpoena, including the production of FBI's Richmond document without redaction. In other words, Jordan's going, give me the document. Give it to me now. No stinking redaction. Stop playing around. Now the question is: Are they going to are they going to comply? Because if they comply, then they may have to name their HA, their human asset. However, we again reiterate that we look forward to receiving a briefing on the FBI's internal review of this matter and to interviewing the special agent in charge of the Richmond Field Office. We wrote to you on July 18th, inviting you to correct the testimony you provided on July the 12th. Related to the FBI's role in the censorship of American speech. This new information raises, raises additional concerns. Finally, to inform our ongoing oversight of the FBI and to ensure the First Amendment guarantee of free exercise of religion is protected from government overreach, please provide the following documents and info. 
All documents and communication between the FBI's Richmond Field Office, the FBI's Portland Field Office, referring or relating to the report, reporting cited in the January 23rd uh, domain perspective entitled Interest of Racially or Ethnically Motivated Violent Re Extremists in Radical Traditionalist Catholic Ideology Almost Certainly Presents New Mitigation Opportunities. You, you believe they actually called the document that member? All documents and communications between FBI's Richmond Field Office and the FBI's Los Angeles Field Office, a list of FBI intelligence products that have all, also cited the reporting done by the FBI's Richmond Field Office and confirmed the placement and access of FBI's Portland Field Office liaison contact with indirect access and the FBI Los Angeles Field Office undercover employee with direct access. You have until August the 23rd at 5 p.m. Clock's ticking. Now, couple of things. One, just on the request. We know because we had Kyle Serafin on, who is the whistleblower, and we know because we were the, one of the first people to make public the documents. So we all read it. You read it. I read it. We all know that they used the shoddiest of sources and quote, reporting on this, close quote, they use the Southern Poverty Law Center, for heaven's sake. Those people haven't been right about the color of the sky. Those people aren't right when they say, oh, that's paper. I don't believe you. You're, you're SPLC. Prove it. They are jaded. They are a hate group themselves. They're Masonic. And they exist to harass and bring an end to good people, like our beloved brothers and sisters at the St. Benedict Center, who they have time and time again targeted, harassed, and then gotten to fake journalists like Simca Fisher and her husband, who have then written these wretched screeds against our beloved brothers and sisters at the St. Benedict Center. That's who the source is. And one of the sources is the SPLC. Mm. So, so you can just take it from <laughs> if they can if you can make an actual case and go after and get a newspaper to publish a story about our sweet sister Maria Philomena and the other sisters and brother Joseph Mary or Brother Andre, are you here here on the Crusade Channel every week? Does Brother Andre sound like a radical nutcase to you? I'm serious, I'm asking. For any of you that attended the Philosophia Perennis classes where Brother donated his time, Brother didn't get anything out of spending his Wednesday, every Wednesday night for 124 Wednesdays in a row in teaching that class for us. I mean, I'm just saying this to you that these are the kind of people they go after. So who do you think is behind this? Well, again, let's go back to the opening monologue and the woman on the plane, the enemy of Christ. <laughs> this is this is again another form of spiritual warfare that manifests itself in the physical world. They're just using the FBI as a tool. And don't think that they're oh come on, TK, dude, they're not really gonna go after someone. Dude, <laughs> have you been following what these people do? Mark do you know the case? I was just thinking, Mark Houck, do you know the case of Mark Houck? Don't tell me they won't go after you or me. But we should not be afraid. Do not run around in fear 
these people. Pray for them. It's part of my routine every morning now in my rosary walk. I didn't do one this morning because I was making an awesome. It's all part of the deal. Make the birthday breakfast. Hey, Maggie, happy birthday. I'm giving Maggie Biden birthday greetings. <laughs> I resolved this morning to forfeit a little time with Our Lady. I know that she'll understand to spend it for My Lady. We had grits. Mm, cheesy grits. We had cheesy grits. We had scrambled eggs. We had bacon baked in the oven. Uh, crispy bacon baked in the oven. She has a picture. People like him pictures. Pray, start praying for your enemies. Today is the feast of St. Lawrence. There's a lot to learn about that because. St. Lawrence was a jokester. You know, when he, when uh, the, uh, when the emperor commanded him, I demand that you turn over all of the, I, I, how was it said, I, I, all of the riches of the church, of your church. St. Lawrence went, oh, okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> and he actually went to his church. <laughs> he, 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 he was, I guess it was in the catacombs at that time. He actually went to his church and rounded up all the, as K.V. Turley would say, the purr. He rounded up all the purr, and he brought all the purr to the emperor, and the emperor goes like, what is this? Why have you brought me this? And I'm paraphrasing. Why have you brought me this rabble? And St. Lawrence goes, these are the riches of the church, <laughs> the poor. We care for them. Our Lord told us to. We are so wealthy. And that we don't give a darn about your material riches and your coins. And, of course, that just made him angrier. <laughs> and, of course, the famous part of his, um, of his martyrdom where they had beaten him. They had, uh, they, uh, had um, uh, what did they do with the pillar? Scourge. They had scourged him. They had beaten him with rods. And they decided, like, all right, we're done messing around with you. We made a giant barbecue, human-sized barbecue grill. They put him on a grill, put him on over an open fire, and then they roasted him alive. And, of course, you know, the quip is St. Lawrence saying, hey, hey, torturers, I forgive you guys, but, by the way, I'm done on this side. You can turn me over now. A lot to learn about St. Uh, Lawrence, which, which is why he's such an important martyr that, you know, he gets a vigil day. Yesterday was the vigil of St. Martin, or St. Lawrence. Today is the feast of St. Lawrence. And by the same way, St. Lawrence, I mean, he was a deacon. He, he was Pope Sixtus II's deacon. So remember that when these people come after you. Or, uh, uh, the way I try to remember it now, remember? I got a lot of these kind of enemies. He must increase and I must decrease. So as long as you keep you first, the kingdom of God, seek you first, and then repeat that he must increase and I must decrease, and then let the enemy know, I am not afraid of you. And you're not afraid of them because you're not afraid of death. And the only way you cannot be afraid of death, the four final things, which I think we should always have a healthy, at least respect for, is to remain in a state of grace. This is the most important thing. So what are we? Gonna, what are you going to do today to achieve that? And if you work at that, if we all work at that and lift each other up, going, and sometimes that may involve some of a fraternal correction, advice or whatever, 
Well, then you've done all you can do. You've lived a pretty good Christian life. Who cares if they take everything from you? Go ahead. Is that all you got? You're going to remove this material crap that was made in China? Like I care. That ought to be our attitude. Mike Churchill here on the Crusade Channel here on the birthday extravaganza. The greatest radio producer in the world, Maggie O'Connell. Uh, now, I said we were trying to raise... I stayed in the chat room today because I set the goal to raise $10,000 today in August crowdfunding. Uh, we got off to a really good start towards that 10K at crusadechannel.com forward slash donate. So uh, please, uh, I, I, I remain in the, the chat room, but I said I wasn't. Uh, no, I'm going to leave for the final for the final segment if we don't get the tally up to a hundred. So it's 77 chatters right now. You got 23 of you out there. You got 13 minutes to get it up to 100. We haven't seen digital. Uh, uh, we haven't seen triple digits since the last time I was in there. So today we're going to get that record back up over 100 on this feast day of St. Lawrence and the birthday of Mrs. O'Connell. What do we have in digital media files here today? Just looking to see what's on the cut well, you know, yesterday we broke the news about the bank records and about what's in the bank records. You sh you should hear representative in the the Biden crime family investigation. By the by, just tease you on this. For the first time in eight years, my church show band is going back into the studio. <laughs> we have a song. It's about half written. I'll finish it today. Mosier's going to, he'll probably sing it, I guess, and produce it. I don't know. I, I'll try to figure out a way to get on it. He can always auto-tune fix me. Um, this is going to be a number one hit across the land. <laughs> What's it about? I'm just going to tell you, it's about the Biden crime family. That's all I'm going to tell you. I sang two bars of it to Maggie today. She was laughing hysterically, and she's not easy to get her to laugh hysterically. So if I got Maggie to laugh at one of my parody songs, all of you are going to laugh, and so is everyone else. <laughs> so it's coming.